0: Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May first, twenty twenty four, at eleven thirty Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life changing direct services provided to more than forty thousand children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Kerry, and we hope to see you there.
1: Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, microbatch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Okay, so the bottom line is you and I have been breaking the law for quite a while. That's the bottom (laughs) line. And probably everybody we know. (laughs) Everybody we know has been breaking the law for a while. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop. Things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam. Raleigh Magazine is known for food and beverage coverage. We love telling stories that readers can't find anywhere else. Sometimes it's an exclusive story, and sometimes it's just asking the right question. And that's what you did this month uh, with Are You Breaking the Law? (laughs) Share where this story came from.
0: Okay, so obviously people love alcohol, and it turns out they love to share it. And so around the holidays, I was talking to uh, a friend, and they mentioned that they had sent a bottle of Tito's to a family member. Obviously, this is not a hard-to-get bottle. It was just a gift. And I was like, "Yeah, pretty sure you broke the law. And they were like, what? No. And so this goes on a little bit, and a couple weeks later, I go to Nashville, and I buy some ranch water, which is just really prevalent there. And I accidentally left some at my cousin's house and come home and find out you can't get it. And so I'm like, hey, you know, can you send me my ranch water? And I'm like, wait, remember this previous conversation. I was like, let me look this up. Don't do that. I'm not sure that's legal. So our magazine, um, as you know, obviously had the Christmas party at Angus Barn. And we were, I was telling you guys about this. You guys were like, well, what about all those samples that get sent to our office? We have a whole smorgasbord of liquor that gets mailed to us because we're not going to just write a story about some new liquor that might taste like crap, right? And so this is, this is where it began. It was really like, these are all things that are happening. You know, I, I bought that seltzer. It's mine. But how do I get it now from Tennessee? And was that gift of Tito's okay? So that's really where we started with this. And we
1: wanted to know what we were allowed to do. Well, and for me, I've been collecting bourbon for five years, and I don't want what you can find in the ABC store here in Raleigh. I want, <laughs> I want the hard-to-find st- hard stuff. And right. I went to a great bourbon tasting with these collectors, and I'm like, where did you get it? Where did you get it? And they're like, oh, there are like five or six websites you can order off. And I'm like, that's illegal. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And they're like, don't tell our story. And <laughs> here we tell it. Um, but... So we, you know, it was fun to kind of find out and put to the test what works and what doesn't and how you can get it. And we right. found out some pretty cool stuff.
0: Right. So now we've got this whole, a whole different set of avenues, right? We've got, is our gifts okay? Are our, our things that I purchase okay? Whatever. And so we're like, just go to ABC, go look at the law, y'all. This is not a joke. This is not a drill. This is 100 plus pages of, not legalese, just straight North Carolina ABC laws spelled out in chapter 18B of what I would like to call my own personal hell that took three people to and, sort through.
1: And made you drink that day. And if I you remember. definitely drank, ironically.
0: This was actually originally going to be in our February issue. This law was so long, so complex. And, of course, you know, for the integrity of journalism, you don't want to rush something that we're like, this is bigger than we thought. Now, to be clear, the 100-plus pages is not about shipping and receiving alcohol. It's every alcohol law that there is. But we have to go through that to find the relevant parts, right? So anyway, shout out to Jeff Strickland at ABC, who helped me fact-check the information that I, that I tried to
1: sort through. Okay, so the bottom line is you and I have been breaking the law for quite a while. That's the bottom <laughs> line. Nothing. And probably everybody we, know, <laughs> everybody we know has been breaking the law for a while, I right?
0: Okay, yeah, sure, for sure.
1: Um, um, I, I traveled yeah. to Athens to a football game and yes, I bring back three, four, five bottles of hard to find bourbon. I broke the law, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, well, I know so now. So there's different, there's all the different facets, facets here. There's the shipping and receiving, there's the websites and there's the part you just talked about the actual self-transport. So we covered them all. We, we looked into them all torturously. And um, let's start with the shipping and receiving. That bottle of Tito's. So I don't care if you're talking about a bottle of Tito's or if you're talking about that hard-to-find bottle of bourbon. This is it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. You cannot, under any circumstances in North Carolina, ship or receive liquor or malt beverages, which includes seltzers, by the way, hence my ranch water, which is still in Tennessee.
1: That term always confuses me. What is a malt beverage? I still don't understand after months of research. I just have
0: the ABC definition so I don't get in trouble, but it includes your beers, your lagers, your seltzers, malt liquors, ales. Basically, it's any fermented beverage that's at least one half of 1% alcohol and not more than 15%, although
1: I don't understand that. I don't, get why, I don't get why wine gets the exception here. You can, you can travel to San Francisco and order two cases of wine, 10 cases of wine to be shipped to right. you or be a monthly subscription, and that's mailed to you.
0: Right. So that's what we found. So the, the, what you can not do is the liquor and malt beverages. What you can do is have your wine in limited amounts, right? So you can have that wine delivered to you both from in-state or out-of-state. Uh, no, no, no limitations there. But it's up to two cases per month, which we had to get on our math caps for. Basically breaks down to 12 standard 750 milliliter bottles, um, or uh, per case, which is 24 per month. So you can do your own math if you've got different
1: size bottles. (laughs) Exactly. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th, from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, Or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Well, how do do the websites get around it? Because I don't really think that what they're doing makes sense. We did kind of put that to the test.
0: Yeah, we really had to put on our investigative caps here. I mean— We know people that order alcohol online, and that's a whole separate thing. Um, That's different than, you know, your aunt mailing it to her sister. Like, what happens when you just want to go on drizzly.com or fruitbat.com? So
1: you found out, right? I did. I honestly, being the honest person I am, thought for sure that when I logged on fruitbat and put my address in, it would kick it back. Or that two days later, I'd get a message going, nope, can't come to North Carolina Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I got a message reminding me that I needed to have a 21 year old there to sign for the package. We ordered a bottle of Buffalo trace. We ordered a bottle of, um, Elijah Craig. We ordered some good stuff from three or four different sites, all which arrived in our office. So literally that felony that it is for them, not for, them, for them. us. Not for yeah, us. Yeah. It's not for me. Oh no, <laughs> I wouldn't be admitting it on a podcast if that were the case. <laughs> Um, but it's a felony for them to ship it to us.
0: That's my understanding. I didn't fact-check that part, and it is a lot of laws, but my understanding is for the person sending it, it's a felony. There was, but what you did is a misdemeanor.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> Just admitted to that. Um, you know, the other interesting part is, you know, I Dram and Draft and was sitting at the bar and had a great new whiskey from Las Vegas, and it's not available on ABC. Somehow the bar got it. That's not my— I don't know how that happened, but I ordered it, went on the website. A friend ordered it and went to the distiller, and it listed seven or eight sites on uh, states on the site that they can't deliver to. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina wasn't listed, and you could order that bottle, and it was delivered straight to us. Um, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because on, so you have four different sites we're talking about here you have Fruit Bat. You have the Liquor Bar Delivery. Those are out of Massachusetts and California, respectively. Then Smoke Wagon's out of Vegas. And the fourth, Drizzly, is also out of California. So Fruit Bat and Liquor Bar Delivery both just came. Signed, sealed, delivered, no questions asked. Said somebody 21 or over would have to sign, and I watched them drop it and leave. No one signed. Uh, No IDs were checked. And as far as Smoke Wagon... This is the one you're mentioning at Dram and Draft. They name, I think it is, roughly 10 states. Alabama, you know, Tennessee, North Carolina is not one of them. So for whatever reason, this Vegas-based whiskey distiller knows they can't send to these 10 states, but doesn't know that they can't send to North Carolina. This doesn't make any sense. And Drizzly, though, a totally different animal.
1: Right. That was what was weird. You went on that site to order, and immediately— Um, It kicked it out, said you couldn't do liquor, that you could do beer and and whatever was close by, but could not, um, made it pretty clear. So they're playing by the rules. Yeah,
0: it's cool. Like on that one, well, it's not cool if you want the liquor, but you (laughs) you put your address in and liquor's off the table. Oh, you're in Raleigh? Sorry, right? And then when I say, okay, I want this ranch water. Well, it's not here, so I can't have that. So let me have the next seltzer I want. And it shows, and, you know, maybe there's other options too, but what it shows they're going to do is bring me a delivery within 60 minutes from a nearby place. So they're clearly following the rules. There is one wormhole, though, that Drizzly goes down that is technically an evasion of the law, but not, in my opinion, breaking the law. On Drizzly's website, they allow you to send a gift. And even from Raleigh, I can send a gift of liquor. And my thinking on this is Drizzly's located in California. So I am buying a bottle of liquor in California and I'm shipping it from California to wherever, right? Right. Florida. You're just not shipping it to North Carolina, right. which I'm sure they wouldn't do. But yeah, so I could send that bottle of Tito's
1: to my grandma if I wanted. Well, I haven't told you this, but um, Sunday I found a 2-year-old bottle so 2019 uh, Woodford of the Kentucky Derby, which is a very expensive bottle on one of those sites. So it'll be arriving soon. So it's, you know, people are doing it. People are using it and building their collection with it. What I don't get, and you, you talked to ALE, Alcohol Law Enforcement for North Carolina. Why do we have laws on the books that aren't being enforced? Well, I wish I knew. I did get ALE on the phone. Uh, they were
0: quite pleasant in the initial call. I gave them, in retrospect, maybe too much information. I gave them the background of what we had experienced. And told them what I wanted to know. Like, this is happening. Is it an outdated law? How's it being enforced? Who's enforcing it? You know, how are people getting away with it? Essentially, we agreed to what I expected, which is that I would send the questions in writing because they were going to have to run it up the pipe, you know, to, to get it all fact-checked. I was told on the phone that I, w- I would send that email that day and I would have my answers probably the next day. We didn't go to the printer for two weeks. And we never got our answers. I got ghosted a few times, but then uh, the agent would pop back up and text and say, "Oh, this is coming. There's a lot of, you know legal legalisms, you know, legal aspects. we have to get this approved." And I kept saying, "I understand that." She said, "You asked a lot of questions." I asked like six, to be fair. But um, I kept saying, "I get that. that's fine. Just answer the one question. What is the penalty? Like, we know it's a misdemeanor. So it's a class one misdemeanor to break these laws. But what happens to me? Like, do I go to jail? Do I pay a fine? Do I, like, do some kind of community service or alcohol class? Like, there's a wide range of things that could happen. Do I get a warning? Like, you know. And so that's what I wanted to know. Like, if I'm caught, what's—well, and is it being enforced? But also what happens if you're caught? And needless to say, we didn't get an answer. They sent a, a follow-up the day before we went to the printer saying that the answers were still coming. But we went to the printer a week ago, and we still don't
1: have them. So I uh, think we might have touched her. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and when it comes out, I'm sure we'll hear from somebody. I may be going to jail. Um, <laughs> you know, when you go to the post office to mail anything, you you have to answer those questions. Is there liquid? Is there this? Is there that? And so right. you wonder if that's actually the crime is when you— mail it yourself, and you lie on those questions if that's—it's a postal crime. So at the beginning of this, when I mentioned that I
0: had a friend mail that bottle of Tito's, I actually went back to them this week, knowing we were going to do that podcast. They obviously didn't know it was against the law, but I want to know where is this breaking down? At the post office? How is this happening? They can hear the liquid, right? So when I asked, she said— they asked me what was in the container and I said, bubble bath. And I said, Well, if you didn't <laughs> know it was against the law, why did you lie? And she was like, I don't know. So I don't know if there's just some like, when I first brought this to you guys, everybody just kind of sat there inquisitively, like, Huh, never really thought about it. You know what I mean? There's some inclination this person had to be like, mm, I'm not going to say it's vodka. You know, so. I just think that that part's really interesting, that nobody
1: seems to know, but she knew enough to lie. (laughs) Well, it's just like I went to Phoenix last year and found a great bottle of bourbon because, you know, they sell it in CVS. I mean, it's everywhere. You can buy it out there. And I brought it back, and I hid it in my boot, and I wrapped all kinds of stuff around (laughs) it, hoping, A, it wouldn't break, and B, nobody would see it and take it. But it's confusing. You just feel like you're doing something wrong. And Mm -hmm. so— You lie, I guess. Right.
0: That brings us to the transportation part, actually, which is the other part of this and the most (laughs) shocking part. And I'll preface it by saying when I was in Nashville, uh, Gina, sitting right here with me, is a huge bourbon fan, if you haven't picked up on that already. And, of course, I'm in Tennessee. Everybody thinks whiskey, right? And I might have been a little hungover at the airport on the way home. I'm not admitting to anything. But we're passing by nothing but walls of whiskey. And I think somebody even said to me, like, do you want to take anything home? And all I could think about was just getting home and not dying, really. And we get on the plane and the, the um, flight attendant says, if you bought liquor in the airport, at which point I was like, well, shit, I should have done that. But if you bought liquor in the airport, um, keep it covered and capped and we're good. So you didn't bring me a bottle of water. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I blame the hangover. But also, interestingly, it was while we were doing the story. And I think I was just also like, I don't know. And and that speech on the plane didn't help me know any better. So we start digging back into this law for transport. We know from personal experience that Gina can speak to that all kinds of people uh, travel to get the liquor they want that they can't get in our ABC-controlled liquor system. And so it turns out, and this may shock you, Depending on how much you're bringing over the state line, that also is illegal. Yeah, I broke that law,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to jail. <laughs> well, you just had no idea that it was limited if you buy in another state that just crossing the border is a crime, um, especially for collectors. I have a buddy um, who I won't name, but he knows who he is, who takes his boat and goes across the border into South Carolina when Buffalo Trace drops mm-hmm. and always calls me and says, I've got it. You want a bottle? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, it's a $50 bottle of whiskey. It's not that it's so special. You just can't get it in North Carolina. And he he um, probably has 10 bottles in the boat, in the car, crossing the, the state line. Yeah. And
0: so this was kind of an afterthought for me, really, after that trip and, and looking at sending and receiving. I was like, wait, what about transportation? And where is that in the law? And so I think we got a little help from ABC on finding this in that 100-plus pages, but Essentially, you can go over state lines on your car or your boat or in your plane if you're rich, um, but you can only bring four liters of Spiritus Liquor. And then for your malt beverages, it's 80 liters, which breaks down to about nine cases. So, I mean, if you want some ranch water, go knock yourself out. But really for liquor, that's nothing. It's, it's just shocking that there's that, that much of a limit and this, of course, we should say has nothing to do with people that permits. This is all just citizens wanting to yeah, have Yeah, this alcohol. is just
1: <laughs> common people like you and I. Right, exactly. I, I, I just think it's, you know, like a lot of laws, it's a hard one to figure out how to enforce. I mean, I get it's on the books, and, and and it's given. We've done this story before. There are a lot of laws on the books that have been there for years and years and years that don't make any sense and aren't enforceable. Um, but this is one of those where I can see how you can enforce it with the websites. Mm-hmm. That's easy. I don't know how you enforce it with the person unless you're all of a sudden going to go back to the days of running liquor, and you're going to check cars coming across the border. <laughs> like with liquor mules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seems a little crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes me cautious now about where I hide it when I come across the border. I know. It's bottle borders, right? <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours. 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's Bottle, dot com.
0: But I will say when I talked to Ale, like I said, it was a great phone conversation. Um She mentioned in that call that the pandemic did change things. You know, a lot wasn't open and people turned online, whether they were looking for liquor or a pair of sneakers. It was just people were at home and they needed something. That's where they went. So it's hard to say how much this has evolved from our perspective since 2019 when we weren't paying attention. But I would guess given the pushback we've gotten on People not knowing it was against the law to send gifts and things. This is something that's been happening. The websites, on the other hand, I bet, grew a great deal. Right.
1: I think it's grown quite a bit, especially over COVID.
0: Yeah. And it really is alarming that you can just go, if it's against the law, that you can just go on fruit bat or liquor bar delivery and put in this bottle. And, you know, there was no age check. So that's another thing for parents to be aware of. Yeah.
1: I have four teenagers in the house. It's bad enough I have to lock... Lock like our cabinet now. Imagine if you
0: mm-hmm. know. I mean,
1: not that they're bad kids; they're great kids. It's just kids will be kids, right? It was as easy as Amazon
0: Prime. Absolutely, it was. It didn't require any. I mean, it was harder for me to order concert
1: tickets last night, to be honest. Much harder.
0: <laughs>
1: well, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like who should have been our sponsor for this should have been uh, one of the liquor delivery yeah. companies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, the part that most people want to know is why our state laws are as antiquated as they feel. Um, You know, I had an editor before you who moved here from California, and the bottle of vodka she loved, which wasn't expensive. She couldn't get on the shelf. It's crazy Hmm. what controls our system.
0: Right, because we are what's what's called a controlled state. So that means that we're one of 17 states in the U.S. where uh, ABC board, in our case, controls All of the liquor laws and what we purchase and who can sell it
1: and what they can do with it. You know, the best part of that, well, it's not the best part. The best part would be changing it and us going privatized and we could have whatever we wanted um, on the shelf in CBS. But one of the things you need to know is about the liquor lottery. I know we're getting way off topic here. But (sighs) keep in mind, every October and November, they do a lottery. ABC does. You enter it and you get those special one-of-a-kind bottles. Yes, I've entered for um, at least the last 10 years and have not won anything. It's sort of like getting in the lottery for master's tickets. It's probably never going to happen, but it's something worth getting into.
0: It is, but that's interesting, right? So our state has to have a lottery. I lived in Chicago for a couple years, 10 years ago, and I could literally go downstairs in my pajamas, pajamas, walk across the street, and buy a bottle of vodka 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the C-Store on the corner in the Brownstone across from me. I could buy it in the grocery store. I could, I could buy it anywhere. I, and so it's, I mean, it's interesting to me that it's here that you can only buy it at the ABC store. You can only buy it at certain times when that's open. And it does create this need and want for people who can't get what they want because of the time of day or because of the actual spirits to ship or receive or go online. I mean, and the black market is a thing, right? So well, and
1: it also gets to be. Um, we've all made friends with the the person at the ABC store who we know takes nothing against them. I'd probably do the same thing if I worked there. But they put aside a bottle that they save for a friend or for a client, or right. you know. And so it it makes it harder to get. And I mean, in COVID and glass and uh, shortages and staffing shortages, and they've even decreased the number of hours they're open. It's it's a game changer. And if you've moved here, like so many people have. In the last two years, right. you're going, what the hell? Yeah. I can't buy what I want, and I can't buy it on Sunday, and I can't buy it before 11 a.m., and I can't buy it after 8 p.m.
0: Right. Yeah. And I can only buy it in these, you know, however many. 25, 20, 20, 25. 25. 25 in County. County. That's I not even about just it. Raleigh. No. Yeah. So you're probably also wondering, like, if there's any momentum for these laws to change. And in addition to digging through the law, we did dig through the legislation uh, to the best of our abilities. You know, was there any current uh, bills on the floor or pending where it looked like there was any kind of language? We weren't able to find any regarding, you know, the ability to buy online or ship or receive. That doesn't mean that it won't be introduced. Um, But I will say when I was talking to ALE, I was giving her credit for having to know this much of the law. You know, I mean, obviously, ALE is responsible for all 100 plus pages of that. And she happened to mention to me that ABC re-releases that law every other year. So every other year, they're responsible for rereading all of that, knowing any minute changes. And I doubt they flag those for them. So Keeping that in mind, too. I mean, obviously, we've had some other, uh, I think there's a push. I mean, we've had a lot of, of interest lately in privatization. We've had some laws change in terms of being able to get alcohol at football games and things like that. And well, you so, we
1: now have alcohol early on Sunday morning at brunch. So exactly. It, which has changed a lot of things. Yeah. So there's, so hope. there's hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. But remember, we still have one county in North Carolina that's dry. So, what county? It's Graham. Oh wow. They voted on it recently and it didn't pass. So that's shocking. You know, I love stories like this because, you know, this all came out of just a question that we set around, you know, shooting the shit basically, and yeah. it gave birth to we were drinking. gave birth, we to, a, drinking. Gave birth <laughs> to a great story that I think people will find super interesting.
0: Yeah, and this is in our March issue, so it's live now.
1: And with that, thanks for coming in to talk. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a true Raleigh insider. Stay tuned for our next episode with Associate Editor Lauren Crookton, where we talk about Raleigh's coolest new office spaces, places we wish we were. And of course, you can find copies of the magazine around town or for a steal, subscribe for $10 a year. Um, We would love it if you gave this podcast a nice rating and review it and share it with your friends. This podcast is edited by Airfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this. Where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.